This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to do something we have not done so far this season and that's react to a Premier League defeat for Liverpool. Yes, the Reds' superb 20-match unbeaten start to the campaign came to an end on Thursday night when they lost a genuinely high-quality game at defending champions Manchester City 2-1. The loss means Liverpool's lead at the top of the league and over City has been cut to four points but I don't think you'd find a single Red who wouldn't have taken that scenario at the start of December let alone at the start of the season. I'm Paul Wheelock, your host, and we've got a bumper show for you, starting with the verdicts of our Liverpool FC correspondent, James Pearce. You'll then hear every single word that Reds manager Jurgen Klopp had to say in his post-match press conference. And then we hand the podcast over to the eight Liverpool fans who called into this show. Alex Watts, Sam Planch, Matt Addison, Ross Strachan, Matt Whitty, Simon Donnelly, Owen Thomas and Mark Baker. Thanks for joining me, and we'll be back on Friday with our main Blood Red podcast. And like this show, I doubt it'll be downbeat. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, Liverpool's lead at the top of the Premier League table has been trimmed to four points after a 2-1 defeat at the hands of Manchester City here at the Etihad. A real tough one for Liverpool to take. It was a a high-quality contest between uh, two absolutely elite-level teams and in the end it came down to in uh, incredibly fine margins. Liverpool left to rue two big moments in that first half. The first one when uh, you know they were less than half an inch away from, from taking the lead. It was a great move, uh, Salah and, and Firmino linking up. Salah's through ball for Sadio Mane and uh, his low shot coming back off the inside of the post. That cue, absolute panic in the Man City box. John Stones' attempted clearance hitting Edison bobbling goalwards and uh, it looked a certain goal as Salah ran in to try and tuck away the loose ball somehow Stones has got back hooked it off the line and the technology showing it was 11 millimetres away from the full ball crossing the line so that was a big big let off the City and we've talked about how there's been a lot of big moments in games that have gone Liverpool's way in that that record breaking first half of the season you think of Riyad Mahrez's penalty miss uh, in the home game against Man City, Jordan Pickford blunder at the absolute, you know, in the dying seconds of the Merseyside derby. But tonight, Lady Luck didn't didn't shine on Liverpool whatsoever. I think the other, you know, the other big one in the in the first half was Vincent Company escaping uh, with only a yellow card after a pretty horrible looking two footed lunge on Mo Salah. Very lucky the City skipper to stay on the pitch. I think Anthony Taylor, the referee, bottled that one because. In the modern era, that's a, that's a red card offence, and Liverpool fell behind five minutes before half time. And you know, again, I think defensively they'll be really disappointed with the goals they conceded tonight. The first one, you know, uh, Dayan Lovren, who struggled, um, you know, what didn't react quickly enough to the danger at the near post. Aguero, great first touch, but Lovren far too slow to close down the space and absolutely hammered it past Alison Becker at the near post. I think got to give Liverpool a lot of credit. They came out second half and really took the game to City. Um, Klopp was proactive. He changed things. He changed the shape, um, changed the personnel as well with Fabinho on for, for Milner. You know, went to 4-2-3-1 with, with, with Mane on the right when Aldham left and playing Firmino and Salah through the middle and Liverpool deservedly got themselves level. It was a wonderful ball in from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Andy Robertson who I thought was absolutely immense tonight. Far and away Liverpool's best player. Didn't deserve to be on the losing side. Robertson knocked it back across goal and Firmino was there to nod home. And at that point, you think, you know, Liverpool had a wonderful platform to go on and win the game. It was the away end in fantastic voice. The the rest of the Etihad silenced, but, you know, an, a, a poor goal for Liverpool to concede. Uh, Sterling allowed to drift in field. Leroy Sane in, in far too much space and... Again, fine margins with that low drive which Candidin off the inside of the post where Mane's in that first half came back out. So Liverpool could have stolen a point late on. Mo Salah had, a, had an opportunity that was brilliantly saved by Edison. Um, but, you know, disappointing, of course, to lose the unbeaten record. Liverpool won't be the Invincibles this time around. But, you know, this isn't a time for doom and gloom. It's not a time for panic or self-doubt. They're still in a, a fantastic position at the top of the Premier League. Four points clear. Uh, they just have to dust themselves off and, 
and go again because uh, yes City have, have, have made this race very much alive but they'd still much rather be in Liverpool's position and uh, Klopp I'm sure that'll be a message he'll be desperate to get through to these players as the focus now shifts to that FA Cup tie against Wolves on Monday night The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo Hi Jürgen, and what, what's your assessment of the game and the result, please? I could have asked that, so, um, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, pretty intense, eh? So, was uh, had wild moments, um, both teams, obviously a lot of respect for each other. Um, yeah, let me say it like, we played already better foot, better games, but uh, we took the intensity today and I really thought, it's at the end. City had a bit more situations, well, moments when they controlled the game, but we had these moments as well, not as long, maybe as often as City, but it's a away game, so that's absolutely okay. And it's still Poland's City. They are used to that much longer than we are. Um, and at the end, you can say uh, post in or post out can make a massive difference and today we witnessed that huh? so um, I don't know exactly what I heard it was pretty close with with our goal and then we would have scored two it didn't look like of course City had counter-attacks especially afterwards when we lost the ball and it was really um, dangerous but um, we had in the second half really big chances without there were no counter-attacks involved pretty much we had these um, yeah more um, with a very good finish but um, fantastic um, save from Ederson Ginny, Bobby Firmino, chance, and all these things. So they were they were quite often they had to make sliding tackles and blocks in their own six yard box. That doesn't happen too often for City, I would say. So that's a big that's a credit to my boys that they, that we did that. Um, but at the end we lost it, and we have to take that. We take that. So the first game we lost it our life, um, and um, well, from that point of view, uh, it's not really cool, but. It's one of the three results they could have happened. It's the one we didn't like, but still have to take it. So now let's keep on going. Hi, here in the bottom. Hi, Mr. Klopp. Good night. Um, do you think there was a lot of mental for them to show themselves they can beat you? There was a lot of mental for them to show themselves they can beat you because according to the way they were defending at the end, like it was a semi-final or final, uh, the atmosphere, do you think they showed themselves they can beat us? They can beat you, sorry. I knew before that City can beat us, uh, that's not new. So what was now exactly the question? The mental, they showed us the mental strength that they can beat us or what? What was it? It's not the first time last year they beat us 5-0. So that's not the first time. It, yeah, whatever you might want to make of it. For me, it's not a surprise for me now that City can beat us. I don't think it had anything to do with any mental strength one side or weakness on the other side or whatever. It was, was a bit unlucky. Come on, the ball's like... It was a wonderful counter-attack. Nice pass, um, Raheem, to, to, to Leroy. And, and post in. Post in, and that—that's how it is sometimes. I don't. I say it's not over the full game. It was not only, but it was sometimes. It was—it's lucky or not lucky. We had—they blocked twice, pretty much on the line against us in the second half. So who—who who shows now is a mental strong, mentally stronger, to block a ball on the line or or not? It's just luck. You are there or you are not there. So I don't. I didn't see that in the game, to be honest. And it's not a surprise that City can, City can beat us. Um, yeah, no news. Jürgen, I thought Fabinho was pretty impressive when he came on, sort of changed things for you in midfield. Did that sort of make you wish that you'd started him or do you think it was specific to that moment in the game? Oh, I think system-wise it was not a real alternative at the beginning, especially when we, when, um, we, we adapted them pretty well when we, after we changed system. I don't, actually, I think only because Chini played it really well and on the left wing. Half left, whatever. So, but yes, of course, Fabinho was good. But Hendo played. I don't want to make this talk about this. Hendo played really. It was really impressive. So, we had offensively, we could have. I think we, we had already more moments in in a game. So we were. But in always when we played football, that's what we showed the boys in half time. Always when we played football, immediately we were a major major threat for them. And we, we came through. We passed through. The, the chance of Sadio was brilliant. We had other moments when we played the ball, when we took it and, and accelerated, not if immediately passing, but because if you can overplay or outplay their their, their counter press, then each team in the world struggles. Even even Man City. And and we had these moments. And then we didn't find. It's, sometimes it's just 
a little bit, you didn't, the cross were not good enough, or the, part, the last pass, were, that happens. But it's not about one or two players, it's just then you have to constantly work for the momentum. If you have it, try to keep it. If you don't have it, then try to get it. And that was the game today. It was really, as I said, it was in a lot of moments really wild. I think of a lot of um, rusty moments when the ball, somebody kicked the ball out, a blue one, a red one, so what's that? But because they all felt completely under pressure, football pressure, the next player is coming, there's somebody, I don't have time, or, or uh, like that. So that's a big. It was really a in, really intense football game for both teams. And um, yeah, and they. Won it and we lost it. That's sometimes like this. Yeah, we'll go to NBC, sorry. And then any final ones, guys, want to catch me ice? Get the microphone. Hi, Jürgen. Um, with the gap now down to four points, the inevitable question is how is your team going to react to that, that <laughs> gap being cut? Do you believe that, you know, the let, mental strength for your players? Say, the pressure? Yeah, I have, no, I, I'm, I'm, I have so much faith in my players, you can't imagine. But if somebody would have told me that we have after them in City game, I never thought about it. But if somebody would have told me after both games against Man City, we, were, we are four points up, I would have paid money for it. You cannot believe so something is not possible. Nobody of us, you thought, you wanted to tell us if this happens, if that happens, then perhaps that's something similar, very nice. Um, season over when we when we lose tonight. So football is like this. If we would have, if we win tonight and are ten points ahead and win from that moment on, no game anymore, then we are not. Then not, nothing happens. So for us, it's really important um, that we just take it game by game because there's no other chance. If we would have won the title five times in the last ten years, then we would say we go 100%. But we don't have we don't have the experience in that. Why right? we should we behave like somebody who won it all the time? So that's true. We didn't win it for for a long time. The club didn't. We never won it as a team. That's how it is. So we want to finish the season as good as possible. That's our right. We can do that. And we are still in a pretty good position. So it's all fine for us. Not in a moment. It feels really. What is not the bad? I know it is, but thank you. And then it's really, but really, but it's only a moment. So and then tomorrow morning we wake up, it feels still average, and then we then we have the opportunity to work on it and, and prepare for the next game, and that's what we will 100% do. And um, yeah, that's all um, I can say in a moment. Final question. The Hi, Jürgen. Jürgen, it's Hi, me again. Sorry. Hello. Oh, um, sorry. Maybe this is a better question. Just about Vincent Company. Uh, yeah, I think you've said to TV that I really like Vincent, but how on earth is that not a red card? Um, he could have put Mo Salah out for the season, so why do oh, you if, think Oh, if Mo is on the pitch, I think everybody knows it. I really, I, I like him. He's such a fantastic player, um, outstanding. I loved him already when he was at Hamburg, stuff like that. What a career, all good. But situations like this happen. You, you make, a player makes a decision, it goes on the ground, makes a sliding tackle and wants to defend a situation. But it just, it took the risk. And I say, if Mo is on his feet, really, if he's not in the moment where he jumps over him, then he, well, we all know that. And we talk differently then, eh? Still a nice guy with a really bad decision. So then, do that's why we said last time. And somebody asked me, is that the dive? Is that the dive? Do we need blood? Is that like this? Is is the situation? Do you really need an open something? And think, wow, of course that must be. So in that situation, everybody knows if Mo can go through. Come on, what happens there? Yeah. So just I don't I don't blame anybody. It's a, it's just in a situation like that, make a decision. When we were here last year, in the summer. We got a red card. Nobody thought about it. Uh, get the red card. Yes, it was the red card. Probably yes. Yeah. Did he want it? No. Sadio didn't want it for a second. He didn't see him, but he hit him. So in that six seconds, here he saw him and hit him. Not as bad as could have been. That's all. Yeah? So well, you can make of it what you want. Look at it and make your own opinion. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast and a bit of a come down that one after the thrill of the 5-1 against Arsenal, but we are still top of the league by four points. We should probably remember that before we get uh, too down about this result. Um, I mean, what a game of football, first of all, did demonstrate why these two are far and away the best two teams in the Premier League and... We were undone by two world-class goals, ultimately, but this was a toe-to-toe game of really high quality. I think if there's any criticism of Liverpool, it's that we were too passive today, really. We kept waiting for 
Man City to make a mistake at times rather than actually forcing them into the errors. You know, at times it felt so cagey. It was cagey than Nicolas Cage in a UFC fight. Um, it was like neither side wanted to make a mistake or get caught out of position. So then obviously they would get caught on the counter-attack if they did that. And both teams were getting back into their formation so quickly and intensely. But then you also had... At times, our front three seemed hesitant to press Man City's defence because then they might get caught out of position. Um, There's just a lot of that all over the pitch from both teams not wanting to overcommit and lose their shape. And it came down to all the goals were just immense, immense quality. You know, our goal with the ball from Trent to Robertson and then Firmino's finish. Um, And, you know, the situation is... Man City are still one of the best teams in the world, even though they've had this blip. You had Fernandinho, Bernardo Silva, Aguero, Sarni were all phenomenal today. But I still thought Liverpool were great as well, and it was fine margin stuff in the end. You know, on another day, Mane's shot that hit the post goes in, or Salah does manage to bundle that over the line fully. Um, there are a few moments like that scrappy sort of goal mouth scrambles and... It could have ended up being very different at times. Um, you also had stuff like company lucky not to be sent off. Pep also could have been sent off at one point, actually. Um, so we can count ourselves a little bit unlucky. You know, we had our moments. So, look, I know people are going to criticise Dejan Lovren as well, but he's been very good recently. He had a poor game today, but I think it's unfair the way that it seems like some supporters are piling a lot of hate on him at the moment. Um, look, we're still top of the league at the end of the day. City weren't just going to hand us this league title. So we go again. Um, we've got a good run of league games coming up. You know, we've got Brighton, Palace, Leicester, West Ham, Bournemouth, I think it is. Um, admittedly, a couple of those did trip City up. But we just need to get back to winning, put this behind us. Um it would have been nice to go the season unbeaten, obviously, but I think we'll get over that if we win the league in the end, to be honest. So, on to the next one. Cheers. Let's have a beer. Okay, so we've had the City game there and uh, away, and it was always going to be a massive one. And, you know, the talk before was Liverpool this and Liverpool that, and we can go 10 points, and we're still seven. And, you know, at the worst case, it could be four. And I think we need to take that now and say, well, Listen, we're still four points ahead. You know, if anyone had said to me in January we're four points ahead of City at the start of the season, I'd have been jumping up and down saying, let's have a bit of that. That's great. So tonight, um, ironically, I think Liverpool were really poor um, and City probably, like, you know, everyone's saying and company and everyone that they were made up with their performance, they played at the best and Liverpool was just really, really average. And we still had a lot of chances. I mean, that chance, but which, by the way, everyone, it's all about moments in games. Could have put us 1-0 up there with Manny, an inch-perfect place, which come off the post, but come back off and out, whereas the Sani shot went off the post and went in. Then there was a scramble where you could do that 10 times again with Stones scrambling on the line and, and Salah running in. Stones managed to slide on the line with a centimetre to spare and nutmeg Salah. It was just unbelievable. But overall in the domination and the, the possession and the football, I think City edged it. But what I am... De- um, well, they were definitely the better side. But what I am saying is, in terms of chances that Liverpool had, you know, we had started a couple off the line and stuff like that. And I don't know, Alisson made a few good saves, but... We didn't play well tonight. The midfield three were poor. Fabinho come on and changed the dimension of the game there for 10 minutes. We went from the three in the midfield, they had two deep and one advanced. And then they went to just Fabinho deep and two advanced. And Fabinho started getting on the ball and being positive. When Alderman Henderson stank the gaff out tonight, absolute stanky, by the way. And I thought Henderson gets a lot of criticism and some of it's fair, some of it's not but tonight he's normally all over the place with a load of effort and not loads of quality though he is obviously an half decent player 
He just, I didn't see him tonight. Um, I thought when Adam kept running around in circles and not really doing much, um, I wouldn't have took Manny off though he wasn't brilliant. He's a threat. So, listen, the Fabinho sub was great, but I don't think the other subs were. But Liverpool were overall poor on the night. As much so, I think Trent was probably Liverpool's best player. Um, so, listen, we'll have learnt a lot in that game. I think what we did learn is that we went back to the goalkeeper too much, um, hitting the ball back too much. We we sort of try to be too controlled rather than playing our own game. So, But listen, this is how you develop as a team. We'll have learned a lot in the game tonight to develop for the future. But one thing I do know is that Lovren was a bag of nerves. Lovren definitely didn't watch Aguero even though it was a great finish. And he had multiple times in the game where he could have cost us. Um, and we really missed Gomez tonight. And, you know, other games we got away with it against Leicester opposition. But when you play teams like City, you, you're going to see it. Um, so we weren't, uh, as I say, Robinson squash buckling, even though it's not pronounced like that. But I say what I want and do what I want. So there you go. But, um, you know... It was unlucky. A draw would have been great. When when will put that in, I thought, yeah, you know, could be another chance. A point would have been great. But listen, like like Graeme Souness has said, and after the game there, and, and and you know, like everyone's thinking, we're still four points ahead. And okay, City have um, been there before, then players, and we haven't. But there's a bit more steel about us. There's half a chance, and and you know what. We've just got to take the next game. and We've got a bit of time to regroup here. I think there's two ways of looking at it. I think we've got Wolves in a cup and, you know, you can't play the full team because the way we're going to be, um, you know, we're going to be tired and legs and risk of injuries. But do you want to get a bit of momentum? Do you want to hit back and, and get a win in there? Or do you want to re- regroup and play some of them? You know, your Fabinho's probably needs a game from the midfield and your storages. Um, your Shaqiris who doesn't play every week definitely Kaita um, you know and your players who were on the bench there apart from Moreno because I'd never play him ever again you know and, and still play half of them and try and get through it maybe Milner needs a bit of match fitness now that he actually missed two or three games before tonight We've, you know, you could say we need to be in this FA Cup, you know, because the FA Cup's a great competition and it is, but, you know, if we're out of that, have we got less distractions? Because, you know, I do think that City are going to, even though they want to retain the league, they are going to look at the Champions League. They are going to look at that as a main focus. They haven't won that. You know, so if they stay in that, will they concentrate on that? Will the FA... So you want to win every game, you want to win every cup, don't get me wrong, but... When you're in with a, a shout of four points in January to such a phenomenal team as City, you know, do you want to concentrate on that? So I'm not saying for one minute throw anything away because you never should throw anything away in life. We've got to have a good go at it. But it wouldn't be the end of the world. And um, listen, I think we just need a bit of reflection. Um, we could have played a lot better tonight. City apparently played the best. We never, and it was a, you know wasn't much in it. Um, and we've got to go on the next game. I think basically we've got to beat Brighton because guess what? The Brighton game's only got three points on show and so is the City game. Every game's only for three points. So, you know, we've just got to win the next one. So, listen, it's a great ride we're on. Um, the mentality difference from last season to this season. I think Klopp substitutions, um, definitely that Fabinho one brought a new lease of life into that midfield which really was lacking I mean if you look through the side you could see the goalkeeper toss a coin they're both good the back four mostly Liverpool the front three mostly Liverpool the midfield mostly City you know and that's obviously where Liverpool need to stand and he's tried to do that with Fabinho I think Fabinho will, will be edging his way in there now to have a permo place I think Kite has got something about him but he certainly hasn't shown it yet he'll get phased in and I still say, like I say from day one, from your last show, Trent Arnold will be a midfield player one day. And, you know, I'd love to see him do that. And us buy another right-back, maybe that Wan Pasaka from Palace, who thinks a great young player. 
Um, and what that'll do as well is give us cover if if one of them got injured, they could they could swap positions and whatever. But but you know, trying to be another option in that midfield with Chamberlain to come back and everything like that, you know, next season. But listen, onwards and upwards up the reds and, and you know, it's not the end of the world. Um it's disappointing to get beat, it always is in life. You wanna win everything and you should strive to win everything. But we didn't. We move on. The next game, let's win that and let's talk again. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool's unbeaten run came to an end at the Etihad Stadium. It was an incredible game. I think probably on the balance of it, the better side won. Although you do have to say that Vincent Company was slightly fortunate to escape without a red card. I think the challenge itself was probably worthy of a red, but even if Anthony Taylor thought it was a yellow card offence. The position on the pitch that Salah was, he would have been thrown goal and therefore probably a red should have come out of the referee's pocket. Liverpool did well all game against a really, really top side and it was a game of fine margins. All of these games at the top are between the top teams and it was just 1.1 centimetres away from being a goal in the first half. Imagine how different the game could have been had that just crept over the line. Dan Lovren, I thought he had a mixed performance. I'm reluctant to blame him for the Aguero goal. I think I'd rather praise the movement and the finish. Absolutely world class from the Argentine. Uh, but second half though he was really poor on the ball um, not least near the end I think for the first time since Joe Gomez's injury the Reds really looked like they missed him hopefully he's not uh, out injured for too much longer although to be fair to Lovren that was his first game um, that he's looked quite poor in quite some time he's certainly not the best defender in the world but I think some of the, the criticism aimed at him for that first goal sometimes you just have to say the attacker is is world class and he's he's shown his quality um the Firmino goal as well another high quality moment i think trent's ball it was across to andy robertson and Firmino from there couldn't miss at that moment i thought liverpool might be able to hold on for a point but then a moment of equal quality from leroy sane in off the post again nothing much you can do about that you just got to accept it and move on that left Liverpool chasing the game and City were on the rack at the end. There's not too many teams that can do that to them, but certainly with Salah and the likes up front, Liverpool have got the capability. They didn't quite get over the line, um, but City knew going into that game that they had to win. For Liverpool, it was a slightly different mentality and one that they perhaps didn't quite get to grips with. If they had have won, of course, 10 points the gap, instead it's only four. But Liverpool are still top and it's still in our hands. There's a long way to go in the league, but I think two weeks ago even, if you'd have said we're four points clear of City, we'd have all taken that straight away. It's a brilliant position for Liverpool to be in, and there's absolutely no reason why they can't go on to win the league from this position, even though the unbeaten run has come to an end. The real test now is whether Liverpool's players can respond. After Wolves in the FA Cup on Monday, it's Brighton away, then Crystal Palace and Leicester at Anfield. Three really, really winnable league games. And to get maximum points in that little run would just prove to everyone that this was a blip and that Liverpool can bounce back. It would put down a real marker in the title race and be a really big statement. Liverpool are still in pole position and unlike in previous seasons, I can't see an implosion imminent. So for now, Liverpool just have to focus, go back to the next game, hopefully get through in the FA Cup and then get back onto the league form. Gerard from Witness with his thoughts on the Man City Liverpool game. Absolutely gutted to lose the game there 2 1. But I thought overall better side on the day one. Before kick off, seeing the sides, um, I thought Fabino unlucky not to be playing. I thought he's been fantastic as he's eased his way into the side over the last couple of months and he gives us something extra, but he wasn't starting. It was uh, the, the usual three that Klopp likes to pick in, in the games. Um, game started off at a really, really, really frantic pace. City were absolutely pumped, weren't they? They were really up for it. Um, it was a case of weathering that storm early on. I think it was about the first 15 minutes. They were, they, you know, they were, they were charging around all over the place, pressing, really high pressing. We were, we were a bit panicky. Didn't have hardly any of the ball in the first 15 minutes. 
And it's just a case of, you know, riding that out, trying to settle down. And then, but in, in them 15 minutes, he didn't, they didn't actually have any chances from what I can remember. It was, it was Liverpool who actually had in the first half the real first chance was the great move by the front three with the little back heel and the pass. And Mane's throw on goal. He's got to score. He hits the post. He's got to, he's got to score. He, he's liable to miss these chances. Mane does miss quite a few chances. Comes back and somehow in a sort of a goal scramble, it does, it does, I don't know how it didn't go in, I don't know, but it didn't. City t- continues to press, had still a lot of the ball in that, in that first half. Liverpool's passing when they did have the ball was pretty awful, really. Midfield at the, weren't, weren't great at all. I'll mention them again yeah, shortly, but there was no real true link up play other than that, the one with the front three where they linked up and made the chance together. The midfield, the midfield were pretty poor in that first half. Um, and coming to their goal, um, Lovren's, you know, Lovren's got a bit of stick for the goal. He, he, he's gone asleep for a second. Great player like Aguero, you can't give him, you can't give him anything. He's just literally a second. He slipped in and it's a great finish. Smashed it into the roof of the net. And they've gone 1-0 in front just before half time. Bit of a shame, you just need to, if we'd have just got to half time there, got to nil nil, we could have gone in, regrouped, you know, tweaked the tactics a little bit, but they get that goal, changes the game a little bit. Also, in that first half, there was a bit of an instance company uh, on Salah. Was it a red? Wasn't it a red? Personally, I can see it, I could, it could have been given a red. I can understand why it could have been given a red, but I can see why the ref has only given me yellow. If it's the other way around, and it's one of our players that's done that. You'd be absolutely fuming if they sent him off. He, Salah's given his dues, not made the most of it. He's not fully caught him. He's managed to evade most of the tackle. It was a high tackle. The foot was up. But I don't like to see red cards through round really nearly. You know, even though it would have helped, it would have helped us, I would have liked to have seen it in this game. But for me, it wasn't a red. So heading into the second half... Makes it quite an early change, Klopp, which is unusual. Made the change, 55 minutes, I think it was, Fabinho comes on. Tweaks the lineup a little bit in midfield. And so I thought straight away he made a difference. Anytime he's on the ball, Fabinho, he, he look, he's looking for the forward pass. He's turning, he gets his head up and he looks for the forward pass. Which, someone like Henderson, and, and even when Alderman at times... They don't do. I forced Henderson today had an absolute terrible, terrible game. One of the worst I've seen him play for Liverpool. In the big games, I think he he, he gets found out. The, the, he hasn't he hasn't got that little bit of class and that little bit of ability in tight situations. What other people have, you could see their midfield, the class in their midfield. And I think you could see it with, with, with just a little bit we've seen of Fabinho, the way. He, as I said, he gets the ball, his head's up straight away, he's looking, everything is forward, looking forward, getting it quick. Henderson, his first thought is to go back and he was doing it so much today, slowing the play down. And I think that really did hinder us. But like I say, Fabinho made a bit of a difference. I would, we got back into the game with a great bit of, great bit of play down the right-hand side. Alex Arnold sold a little dummy and then with his, with his other foot, Switched the ball, Robbo knocked it back in, and and uh, Bobby Firmino's there slotting it, and we're back in it one one, and you think, you know, that's perfect, that'll do us. But then City continued with their pressing. They, they pressed well all game, and I, I, I have to give City a lot of credit today. Uh, I thought they were, I thought they were really, they looked really good. Um, they played the game the right way. They've got the, they've got some technically cracking players in the side from the defence all the way through. And they kept probing, they kept probing. And unfortunately, I think it was when Liverpool was sort of on a bit of attack and they got on the counter and they just left we just left a little bit of a gap down down the right hand side. And um I think it was Sane slipped in and it's a great finish. Uh, I think it goes through the legs of um Trent Arnold. Keepers a full stretch and it's just squeezed in off the post. It's it's a great finish. You've got to give him credit. It's a great finish. But there's still twenty there's still twenty minutes in the game, so we can we can push on there. We can push on. Push for the point. Um and we did have chances. We had chances late on. Salah 
had the chance, a yeah, good save from the keeper. Um, but you could see that there was, there was, you know, towards the end there was a bit of naivety for Liverpool there, which we have been found out in a couple of big games, which is the only only worrying sign for me. Um, we were lumping it forward, which I've got no problem with in the last last but in the last few minutes. We had Van Dijk up there as the target man, but it's just. It was almost unintelligent the way they were lumping. You could see um, Van Dijk at the end. He was screaming, get the ball out wide, change the angle. They were just hitting it straight down the middle. Lovren done a couple of terrible balls down the middle. Don't know what he was thinking. So, but anyway, we ended up losing the game. First defeat of the season. And it, it, it felt tough. It did feel tough defeats because... You win that, you win that game, you're 10 points clear of City. That is a massive, massive gap. Even a draw, seven points is massive. Now, they've got a bit of momentum now. They've had their, a little bit of a tough patch and now they're only four points behind us. Um, the real test, in my opinion, begins now for Liverpool. We haven't been in this situation this season where we've lost. We've got to go now to the next few games and be positive put this to bed we're still four points clear at the top of the league I'm sure everyone will be saying the same thing we'd bit their hands off for this if someone had offered this at the start of the season it's just because of the situation we were in it could have been all, it could have been all, so much better but as Liverpool fans we know we don't do things the easy way we always make it difficult for ourselves which in the long run it's going to make it sweet if it all comes to, all comes to fruition but yeah, four points clear, top of the league, going into the new year. Bring it on. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, Cop season to Golder, Reflecting on Liverpool's two one away defeat at the Etihad against Manchester City. Obviously a disappointing result, uh, given that we had the uh, the chance to either keep them at bay and maintain our seven point advantage or even perhaps extend it uh, out to ten if we got the win. Um, in terms of the the match itself, I thought uh, watching it, it looked like just a game completely on a knife edge, more than almost any game I I, I can remember really. I mean, to to create any chance, uh, you know, both teams had to you know string together two, three, four really risky passes to to, uh, to 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 create anything really to get into any space around the box or or in the box and any one of those two three four risky passes you know if they're not inch perfect uh put you on the back foot and you know and uh, on the uh at risk of uh conceding uh you know conceding a, a chance really and uh, yeah that was the the pattern of play in a pretty pretty cagey but engaging match really overall I thought uh really showed the uh the quality of of both teams um and uh yeah just uh just disappointing that uh uh city basically took took enough of their chances and and we didn't and that was the uh that was the uh that was the um that was the, uh, the, the 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 game gone really but uh yeah i thought uh, yeah so on a, on a on a positive note i thought uh yeah i thought we you know we we played well overall and we and we pressed them and we we made it difficult and we we did look a threat on the counter i thought on the negative side i thought we uh just uh, we struggled a bit with uh, in, in the midfield with the second balls i thought you know van dijk you know didn't really lose lose a header or anything but they they were almost content to to let him win it and then quickly come at us with the second phase of play and I thought we struggled a bit with that which is a bit of a surprise with the midfield of uh, Genie and uh, Milner and Henderson starting so yeah that was a bit of a negative but uh, yeah overall I thought you know we we played alright I thought Robertson was excellent against Sterling and that was a proper battle down that uh, down down our left hand side, and I thought he did really well against uh, you know a really really dangerous player as as we know, even though he doesn't always show it against us. And uh, yeah, in the uh, in the, the just at the end of the first half, a player who always does show it against us uh, at, at the Etihad is uh, Aguero, and he just uh, pinged in that great finish uh, for our goal. I thought it was just a brilliant uh, brilliant. Uh, quick switch of play from um, from Trent over to Robbo 
who squared it beautifully to uh, to um, Firmino to, to to nod in. So it was a bit reminiscent, really, of a sort of a, a city goal, really, because they they seem to score so many goals from cutbacks. Uh, so it was nice to to get one against them. And just before that, Trent had been brilliant again, sort of crossing it out wide. Uh, sorry, from wide out uh, crossfield pass again, really quickly. You know, carving them open again and. We we needed to do a little bit, you know, just be a little bit quicker with some of our passing in that in that final third and and, and to our final third, and it wasn't quite there. And uh, yeah, and then uh, you know, Sane polished, um, you know, punished us really with uh, a bit of open play. And, you know, once he opened his body, you, you kind of thought we were in trouble. And I'm not really sure Trent could have could have done much more. Really, I mean, he can't both close down the shot and you know play for. The uh, the chance that Sané just knocks it past him as City tend to do, so uh, yeah, I don't really give him much fault there. So uh, yeah, so yeah, dis- disappointing result. I thought uh, yeah, good good performance. Uh, two two great teams, not not much between them. I thought company was uh, perhaps a little lucky to to stay on the pitch, but uh, you know s- some of those you get, some of those you don't. And if you'd asked me at the beginning of the season if uh, if I'd be happy with being four points clear of City. Having played uh, the top six, most of the top six, um, uh, yeah, then I would have definitely, definitely taken it. So, uh, yeah, onwards and upwards. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. We're all obviously gutted tonight, our first defeat of the season against our biggest rivals. Um, like everything in football, you have to keep things in perspective. You have to look beyond the one result at the bigger picture. And the way I'm looking at this is that at the start of December, if I'm not mistaken, we were five points behind City with a greatly inferior goal difference. I think maybe 15 or 16 goals behind them in the goal difference. And here we are today, having just been beaten at Man City, and yet we're four points ahead of them on a, uh, if I'm not mistaken, again, now on equal goal difference. Now, if you'd have offered me that at the beginning of December or the beginning of the season at any point before Christmas, if you'd have offered me to be four points ahead of City with an equal goal difference at the start of the new year, I'd have bitten your hand off. So you've got to keep things in perspective. You've got to think of the wider picture. The only, apart from the losing the points and the gap not being seven or eight points or even 10 points anymore, the gap's now four points. Apart from that, the only downside really in this bigger picture is whether that result will have a little bit of a psychological effect on our team, whether it'll get into their heads a little bit. It's these marginal gains that they all talk about. At this high level, these marginal gains can make all the difference. And this is where our manager has got to um, come to the fore, I think, and uses psychology to make sure that our team realise that we are still in a, a position of strength and we can go on and, you know, start another non-losing run. And carry on and win this bloody thing. Um, he's been there before, which is a great thing. He's won the the, the league in Germany twice, so he's he's been there. He's he's been ahead of Bayern Munich and held on and won the league, and he's done that twice. So that experience, I think, is absolutely vital. And we've got one or two players in our team, like Milner, in our squad, who have done similar things. We're all a little bit older now, the likes of Henderson. We've had the experience of the Champions League and taste and defeat there. And it's definitely within our locker to carry on with the form we've been shown over the past few months and put this thing to bed over the next, what, five months, is it? Never mind. What a position to be in. What a position to be in. With a bit in your hand off for this at the start of the season or, or at the start of December. We go again, in the words of our great ex-captain, we go again. Let's say uh, we've got a bit of a rest now before the next Premier League game. Let's crack on and get back onto the winning streak. 
Hello, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. That was not what we'd hoped for, was it, Reds fans? That was not what we'd been dreaming about. However, although those Siamese twins of frustration and anger may be flowing through my bruised and shredded nerves, I will hold on to this one and remember the words of the immortal Bill Shankly, who said, Aye, we've got problems at the top of the league. We're still four points clear, City is still chasing us, and there wasn't much in this one at all. Just two moments stood out for me, really. Firstly, when Jeannie Vinealdum didn't stop the cross for Aguero's first one, and secondly, when Trent turned his back and wafted his foot to let Sané's shot go under it for the winner. For me, professional footballers should never, ever turn their backs, especially when it was so obvious that Sané was going to shoot. Gah! We could... It doesn't matter, though. I mean, we, we came so close. We were a sliding tackle away from a draw. Uh, the stats, if you look at them, I mean... We had five shots on target and they only had four. We had 51% possession, believe it or not, and they had 49. 584 passes to their 577. 78% pass accuracy to their 80. If that's not deserving a draw, I don't know what is. City and Pep got the luck that their £480 million deserved. Well done to them. Uh, They're still four points behind us. We're still top of the league. It seems that we're going to do this the hard way. Let's hope we can pick ourselves up for Brighton and, and, and vent this frustration, this anger into the Brighton game. We can do it, Reds. We can do it. Keep your heads on. Look at the league table. Go on, Google it. Look at it again. Keep looking. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, we're still top. Mark Baker reflecting on Manchester City versus Liverpool in the Premier League. So, Liverpool ends up falling short over the... 90 minutes and the gap at the top of the Premier League is back down to four points between them and the, the Champions City. And before I start to give me the opinion really on the game, I think I should always hold it in the context of that I believe that Manchester City are the best team in Europe, have been for a long period of time now, with and without the ball. How they haven't won the Champions League um, last season. But then again, it's a knockout competition, so things can always happen in that sense. And Liverpool were fantastic against them in the two legs. But I do believe that Manchester City are the best side in Europe. And I think the context of how well Liverpool have done throughout the season needs to be taken into account. For Liverpool to have lost the game against Manchester City tonight and go into the New Year period, four points ahead of a team who I consider probably the best side in the Premier League era, best coach side in the Premier League era with possibly the best players. So, magnificent that what Liverpool have done up to this point to be where they are. And I think massive credit should go to the players of Liverpool, the management staff, um, for what's been a pretty perfect season that they've displayed so far. So, going on into the, the game. So, taking all that into account, I felt that Liverpool came up sh- short in terms of the results. And I felt over the course of the 90 minutes, we're just short to Manchester City. I thought the best team won the game overall. Although it was fine margins, I'm going to talk about that a bit later. But um, first half took on the well, the first half and the opening twenty minutes or so of the second half took on a very similar pattern that I've talked about before that Liverpool seemed to have trouble with in away fixtures against. I mean, on this occasion it was elite opposition, but against very good opposition, is that when the opposition have excellent organised pressure. And disturb Liverpool's build-up. Liverpool are unable to build the game and play through midfield. And I felt this was apparent again against Manchester City. Now, what I will say is, I thought City's organisation without the ball was absolutely fantastic. Um, in terms of their engagement distances, the cover and support for one another, and making it very uncomfortable for Liverpool to play forward. 
But again, it comes back to this this problem, if you like, that Liverpool have in that they have very good players in that midfield. But players just lacking that very, very small detail in terms of being able to receive in in the tightest of spaces under the most organised of pressure and play forward. And I think we've seen that again today. Um, not being able to receive onto the back foot. I'd also say as well, some of the distribution from the deeper players, the defensive players for Liverpool wasn't great either in terms of not being able to dictate the next pass of the receiving player. So at times it was the weight of the pass wasn't correct, the accuracy. But also that midfield, not being able to position themselves to open up the body and play forward and have that personality and bravery to accept the ball under pressure, which is difficult as Manchester City as so many times Guardiola absolute genius in terms of how he can suffocate a team in their own half and you're talking about with all this what I'm talking about you know you're talking about Liverpool operating at the highest table of European football playing against City and with all that said there was still one absolutely fantastic piece of play from Liverpool and one of the touches by Firmino in the build-up to setting Sadio Mane through and eventually in the foot of the post was absolutely brilliant and it was the one time in the first half where Liverpool were able to play with quick combinations into the highest players around the corner and feed one of the moving targets which in this case was Marnie and he was unfortunate and that is Liverpool I mean as much as Liverpool can struggle in these kind of games because of the quality they've got into the top end of the pitch if they're able to transfer the ball into them players the chances can still be created but on the whole I felt Manchester City were much the better team in the first half. All being said, didn't really create a great deal. And I've talked about this before. The fact that Liverpool's stability and platform that they have now with the defensive organisation of the side meant that even though Manchester City were the better side, able to enter the final phase pretty easily and pretty comfortably, they could never get into a position where they could really hurt Liverpool um, within the width of the 18-yard box or or just outside. So, as much as there was a slight bit of anxiety about how much Liverpool would be being dominated with the football, it never led to massive chances. And obviously, it took a a fantastic finish by a top top striker, penalty box striker, maybe no better in world football than Conaguero. But what I would say is, and you know, I do have to nitpick. I've, I've mentioned before that at the top end of the game, and. and and like I've talked about, Liverpool have got very good players, but at the top end of the game, if you have a weakness, it'll be exploited, and the best teams will be able um, to find it and punish it. And I felt that Dejan Lovren, throughout his Liverpool career, has proven himself to be a good defender towards the back end, but he's a player who simply at the top level has shown time and time again that over the course of a number of games, he will commit mistakes only against the elite I mean he can quite comfortably deal with the most of the the players in the Premier League especially with Liverpool's defensive organisation which can shield him if you like from being exposed but in the build up to Aguero's goal the fact that he's beaten on the far side and is unable to stay with Lirio Sani being caught in a foot race under the ball leads to this, the attack being sustained in the 18-yard 18, 18 box. And then as the as the second phase or third phase, whatever it was at that stage, comes in, he then needs to open them shoulders. You can see him glancing, he's glancing, he's checking Aguero. And don't get me wrong, Aguero's movement is absolutely outstanding, but he doesn't open his, his shoulders enough. He's flat-footed, he's caught on his heels, and it allows Aguero to get in that slight bit of space, and obviously the finish was outstanding. Now... It may seem like you're nitpicking, but unfortunately, these details are the things that make the difference, these small details. And if you've got that fallibility in one player who's capable of making these decisions or not reacting quickly enough, then it will continue to come back to haunt you. I mean, just going back to the initial movement in which he's caught out by Leroy Sani, that is the difference between having somebody like Joe Gomez, for example, in that position. It's small details, but he would have been able to track the run, stay with the run, and not be caught out and produce the anxiety in the first place. So, obviously a disappointment, and it, it is something that can be covered up 
for the most part by Liverpool's defensive organisation. But there is no question that when you are talking about the very best level, that he's short. And it was shown again. So into the second half in which Liverpool played and Liverpool were having trouble um, for the for the early part of the second half, even more so actually City were territorial, territorially dominating in favour. And Liverpool's shape was hindering them in terms of trying to get players into areas in which they could turn and play forward with the, the angles and distances, the pressing of Manchester City. It would obviously plan for Liverpool playing within that shape. I haven't seen the team sheet. And Liverpool then switched to the system they've been playing with a 4-2-3-1 system, but with Wijnaldum playing in the role that Naby Keita's occupied in, in recent games, which is the half space on the left-hand side, which allowed Liverpool to still have the the three midfield players to not become overloaded in the central area because you simply can't go in with a two against Manchester City. And it allowed that. But what it also allowed was it allowed Firmino to play in a, a slightly withdrawn role and get Salah up the top end of the pitch. And Liverpool were much better in terms of the second half. Um, tactically, the reasons for that, I mean, you'd have to see the, the, the overhead sort of a view on that to see how, how it worked and how Liverpool were able to gain better possession. And in the end, uh, equalised through Roberto Firmino. Uh, good piece of play by Andrew Robertson, actually. A, f- a fine it's taking the pace off the ball to, to cut the ball back. But anyway, Liverpool were back in the game. And at that point, there was real anxiety within City. And this is the part which frustrated me the most, really, when I, when I think about the game afterwards, is the fact that City knew that they wanted to win the game. The anxiety creeps in from the crowd. City's players become anxious and the game became stretched at this point. And I think Liverpool were caught in, in just just before the, the City second goal and just be, before in the, the minutes previous, they were caught trying to play forward too quickly, almost becoming too excited with the situation they were finding themselves in. And I think a force ball enabled City, a force ball into Salah, enables City to win the ball back, play into one of the higher players, I can't remember who it is, and Lovren's obviously played, played the player on side. But what Liverpool couldn't afford at that stage was they had a great platform in the game then. 1-1, City trying having to come out and try and win the game. Liverpool able to do what they do brilliantly and pick teams off on the counter-attack, but they allowed themselves to become overloaded on the left-hand side of the pitch, and it was criminal really at that stage in the game. I mean, I've talked about the fact, if you actually, I mean, I'd have to see the replay back, but there's a lack of communication in terms of, I think Aguero makes a run across the face of the two centre-halves and Alexander-Arnold, and Alexander-Arnold gets sucked in following Aguero, which leaves Leroy Sane on the the left-hand side. Now, we've talked about the difference between a 4-3-3 and a 4-2-3-1, is that Marnie's used to playing the higher position and a cheat role, and then he's obviously tracking Sarney back on the blind side, not able to get there. And there has to be better communication between that right side of the defence in terms of Lovren and Alexander-Arnold. If Alexander-Arnold has to not go with the run of, of Aguero, tell Lovren to open up them shoulders and then it becomes a lot easier. Listen, I'm talking about all this. I mean, this is happening in the blink of an eye in a split second that it was a fantastic finish from, from Sarney into the, into the far corner. And obviously, even even towards the end, I, I suppose Liverpool could have got something out of the game, but there was a frustration again when I'm watching Liverpool in that they still have plenty of time to get back into the game. You have to, like I've talked about before, you have to work that ball into to, to take an extra pass, keep moving the ball, work City's legs, build on the anxiety, prolong the attack, um, make angles in which to cross the ball rather than playing balls in, straight balls. Uh, elevated balls in which you, you're looking at breaks in the box and Liverpool very nearly got them but I felt Liverpool again could have been cuter in terms of that and have a bit more sensibility about what they were trying to do um, yeah so overall a, a disappointing result for for Liverpool but one that has to be taken into context of the season which has been a fantastic season for Liverpool I think going forward what Liverpool will have to do is try and find the right balance in the midfield because going forward, they're going to be playing better teams away from home again in the Champions League. Um, they've got other away games in the Premier League. I know they've got to go to Manchester United. 
still got to go to Everton. So there's going to be teams who are going to come up with uh, similar tactics, especially in the Champions League against the better opponents. Listen, you're not going to play City every week with that organisation in terms of when they haven't got the ball. But I think it is getting to the stage now where Liverpool's midfield three, is it the right combination to be able to play through against the the better sides without the ball? I think that's the, the question Liverpool will be asking themselves in the aftermath. Um, I mean, I can say that obviously they, they, they worked well in the, the second half in terms of the the shape they turned to, but again, the, the game had changed at that point as well. A bit more space opens up the initial energy. Um, distances from City wasn't quite as as uh, clockwork worked as it was in the in the first half, which is only natural as energy dies off. But listen, Liverpool have come up short today against. And a, a fantastic side. Hopefully, they can now go on and show a positive reaction going forward and win the forthcoming games. They put, still put themselves in a fantastic position. And I think they should be applauded for the first half of the season, in which the accumulation of points has been magnificent. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.